Well, hello there. It's me. I'm here for another two hours or so. Gonna play a few little tunes and talk some horse shit and we'll see what else happens. Just heard Monitor with Beak. That's uh, from a world imitation single. They put that out themselves uh, in 1979. Uh, the other side of that is called Pet Wedding and is, I'd say, equally as entertaining. Um, so, yeah, I'll move along to the songs. Uh, next, we uh, got West Coast from Sweden. The song is Sweet Beach. It's taken from an album they put out last year through luxury and yeah other than that you know zach is gonna pop by with i'm allowed uh there's a set of laughing and crying vocalists to come uh a whole assortment of the usual music me probably not talking too much uh probably not going to talk too much about live shows because who knows when those are going to happen again but most importantly is, yeah, there's a whole too much for me to get through in two hours, probably. So uh, without me wasting any more time.
Austin, you're on the air. Good morning. We're doing open phones. Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks.
I was riding across the plains. I spied a rambling phantom train bound for nowhere. Bound for nowhere. I heard a wailing ghostly shriek. It echoed from a mountain peak. This was my last ride. This was my last ride. I roamed the plains for many years. Troubles, happiness, and tears. This was my last ride. This was my last ride. My loving days have ended. My broken heart's not mended. How well I do remember the day she said goodbye. That day she said goodbye.
across to smiles across the USA. No rain and jumps, no doubt. It's glorious somehow. That was the Mimellans, Nature is the House, from their 2019 self-released album Moxie Bravado. They're from Finland. They have a lot of other things up on their Bandcamp page. The mymelons.bandcamp.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-M-M-E-L-I-N-S.bandcamp.com. Also heard the Dukes with Last Ride, uh, that was recorded in 1956 and, to my knowledge, never properly released. So uh, these people at Rhythm and Blues Records put out a compilation, or I guess maybe a few of them, and this one that it's from is called Rumba Duop Volume 2, 1955 to 1956. Uh, Before the Dukes, Friggs from Toronto with Talking Pictures... That's on their album, Basic Behavior, put out by Arts and Crafts in 2018. Uh, What else do we have? We had uh, UZS, which is what I'll call them and what they often refer to themselves as from Poland. Uh, It's a song called, we'll see how well I pronounce this, Sivyatma Kastaliet. And uh, that was released through Antenna Kush Koo in 2019 as part of a larger record. I've seen their release show in Krakow. They're really good. Um, what else do we got? Billy Stevens before that. Sneak Attack from a single released by Kid Glove in 1968. And we started with me doing a horribly loud echo thing into West Coast's Sweet Beach. That's from their self-titled album put out last year by Luxury. What I'm going to play for you next is a song by Hannah Zagorova. Uh, It's about a kitten, as in a young cat, learning how to read. Uh, It comes from a concept album that was released in 1971 called Bublik. The title is... uh, Kochichi Slabakar, and I thank Petra for telling me what exactly the subject matter of this song is, uh, as I don't think I ever would have noticed it otherwise, since it's in Czech. 
U nás na písku si hrál kotě strakatý A ten písek sahal mu až někam na paty Kolem nebyl nikdo v dálce ani na blízku A tak ptali jsme se, s čím si hraje na písku Co to máš? Kotě v zubech trhá divný kousky papíru Trochu podobá se malinkýmu upíru Kotě řekni, co to všechno píšou v notýsku Kerej spokojeně trháš právě na písku Co to máš? Vždyť já, já se učím číst, číst A s knihou hrát, hrát Někdy i prát, prát Trochu číst, číst A trochu hrát, hrát A trochu prát, prát A trochu číst, číst A trochu hrát, hrát A trochu číst Jo, já se, já se učím číst. Vezmu kotěti tu knihu jako dublíka. Vidím, co to paměti od mistra Boublíka. Kotě netuší, co zahrabalo do písku. A jaký poklad mělo vlastně na blízku. Kam ho dá? Zácné listy skrý brzy trezory Na to zámku všem koťatům na vzory Avšak pro jistotu pozorujte koťata Co to píšou boblíkovým na vrata Umí psát A číst, číst Se učí tež
Name? A yellow fruit. Orange. <laughs> Thank you.
song that is uh wake me up by crush that comes from an ep they put out just this month uh called sundown uh you can find it at crush 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 com. i really hope uh when whenever things go back to normal i'll get the opportunity to see them live because i, I just recently found them and i think they're really phenomenal as a band and that ep proves it before Crush, uh, we heard Black Eyes with Deformative. That's such a wild record. Uh, that came out through Discord in 2003. It's a self-titled album. They did a follow-up to that, uh, which you can also find at their Bandcamp page. Both of their records are there. I didn't really like the, the second record quite so much. It gets, gets a little too abstract, but uh, yeah, that, that self-titled record just knocks it out of the park. Before Black Eyes, it was Foam with the Freedom Club interlude from a self-titled release that was put out last year through Sheep Chase. Uh, Then there was the Contrails with the Mummy Walk, Walking Death, from a single that came out in 1966 through Diamond. Uh, what else? Helene Barbier, uh, the song was not so impressed from her release, Have You Met Elliot? That was put out last year through Caballito. And to start, uh, Hannah Zagorva with Kochichi Slabikar from the concept record, Bublik released by the Czechoslovakian state-run label Supperphone. And it's really peculiar that... I, I, like, I wonder, do I want to know what the concept of that record is? I haven't been able to really find that much about it online. Maybe it's just better off me knowing that song is about a kitten learning to read and then looking at the uh, poorly translated lyrics through Google Translate to try and decipher what that's all about. Um, I do know the idea is about a man of the same name, that is Bublik being his, his last name, but I haven't been able to find anything pertaining to him online. I don't know if he's a fictitious character that was created for the sake of the record or if he actually existed, but uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll find out. Anyhow, I'm uh, going to play Shakedown by the Lincoln Trio here next. Uh, that came through Fascination in 1962 as part of a single. 
started raining avocados from my avocado tree. Was this man barking up the wrong tree? I told him, get the hell out of my tree. He says, I'm going to pick your avocados, old man. What are you going to do about it? What would prompt you to do something so stupid, sir? Guacamole. Next, Judge Judy.
Yeah. So that was a song by Nomi Koman. The waves are back from a release called The Tide. They put that out last year through Salvation. Features members of the band Black Media. I don't know if they're still active as Black Media or if they just totally shifted their attention to Nomi Koman. But anyhow, they're really great as Black Media and it's uh, nice to see them still churning out quality stuff. My band played with them back in, what was that, 2016? They're pretty cool people. Uh, let's see. Also, we heard from Mary Sands. Would she do that for you? Uh, that was to go in reverse order, as I usually do. Uh, I don't know if that was ever properly released. It came out on a compilation featuring uh, music by Gary S. Paxton that he produced. I was looking it up online, and there are singles that were created for it, but I don't know if they're just for demonstration or promotional purposes or something. Anyhow, what I'd seen is it was circulated on a 7-inch record in 1965 through Big Ben Records uh, before Mary Sands' postcards from Lebanon, as in the band is named Postcards. They are from Lebanon. The song is called Spiderwebs. comes from their album The Good Soldier, which came out this year. They were supposed to do some shows in at least Germany, maybe elsewhere in Europe over the course of this month I'd seen on their Bandcamp page. I hope they actually got to do some because, you know, it's always a shame when you have to travel all that way and then something kind of derails your plans like it has been the case for so many other people these days. But um, anyhow, they're a recent discovery of mine. I was on vacation for the past two weeks and spent a very large portion of my time digging through Bandcamp pages, and they were uh, one of the notable finds from that whole thing. So, uh, yeah. That's Postcards. Before Postcards, another find of mine from the past week or so, Bishin, and this song, Speed Boot, comes from a split with Ponies of Pump, and that was put out by Apocaplexy in 2019. And to start things, the Lincoln Trio with Shakedown from a single that Fascination Records released in 1962. So, maybe or maybe not, you hear this great little tune in, in the back. And seeing as how we're halfway through the show and that song is playing, it indicates it's time for I'm Allowed with Zach Coons. So I'm going to give dear old Zach a call right now. I understand he's in rural Ohio. Uh, I was able to speak with him briefly earlier to make sure the, the connection was stable. So here's hoping that is still the case. wonder if he's there or if his hello is. there how are you oh hey pal i was just wondering if uh if things are going to work out but yeah 
just in the nick of time. You're there. Oh, man. What are you up to? Yeah, what, what was the, what was the what were the what was the trouble? And the phone just seemed to be ringing for longer than anticipated. So I don't know if it was just a matter of it has to go through all the rigmarole of connecting between where I am and where you are, or you know that kind of stuff. I, I don't profess to understand the nature of uh, such systems. Well, it was it was on my end because I was actually answering a I was answering a question and I felt my phone like buzzing. And it was it was a question about something that I was that was on my mind actually, something that I was going to talk about. Well, let's and hear it. Actually, I was going to talk about two dreams I had. I had a dream. I'm I'm here with uh, I'm here with your friend and mine, Mark McGuire, not the legendary home run hitter, but the legendary guitarist from Emeralds. He's he's here. We're here at the near the Serpent Mound. Ooh. Hey hey. And I had a dream last night that it, you and Mark were both in it, but I can't remember what the dream was. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, you were there. What was it about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of rings a bell, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, too. And Mark, you don't have any recollection, I guess. There was a bell in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Safety> bell. <laughs> ben, I've been having this... So the reason that the reason it took me a second to um, pick up the phone was I was telling this this crowd of people this really bizarre dream I've been having, wherein uh, so I'm I'm in one of those you know like those 19th century beds that have like the, the curtains all around them. The, the old four poster like movies or whatever. I've never actually been in one, but I've seen one. I've, I've like seen them in movies. Did you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, kind of like the movie The Bed. Have you ever seen that? The man? No, the bed. It's about. It's a movie about this bed that uh, kind of deceives people into sleeping in it, and then it it devours them, and it's a really painful, torturous death that they go through while it devours them. And there's this guy in uh, a painting. He's trapped in the painting, kind of behind it in the wall, and he's sort of the narr- the narrator, and he just has this great contempt for the bed. And yeah, it's it's something worth seeing wow. anyway if you haven't actually seen it. I have not seen it, no, but it sounds like, yeah, it's a similar bed situation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Maybe that's what the dream was that about. that doesn't happen in my dream at all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. That rules out my theory. No, it, yeah, it's like it doesn't devour me or anything, but it's it's more like, um, so, I, so I'm in this bed, and I, but I think it is the same kind of bed you're talking about that has like the, you know, it has like these billowy curtains all around it. Yep. <clears throat> I'm laying down sleeping, and this giant German shepherd bounds through the curtains, uh, gets on my bed, and gets on my chest, and looks at me in the eyes. And I feel like this, you know, have you ever, I mean, I think everybody knows this feeling of feeling like lovesick, you know, like you just feel like you're in love, you're in love, but you're, it's, it hurts you, you're in, so, you're in love so much, you know that feeling? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> all too well. I had that terrible feeling. <laughs> um... So like that, that dog is standing on my chest, looking at my eyes, and I have that feeling. And then the dog goes to the. It's a really big bed, probably like a king size bed. And the dog goes right next to the bed and pisses all over the goddamn bed. Can you believe that? Well, when you and woke then, up, did you have to piss? No, that's the funny thing. And so the um, <clears throat> so the the dog bounds off 
after he pisses all after he pisses all over my bed, the, the dog bounds off into the into the, this room, and it, it, so I can see out the window for the first time. And out the window is this long, this endless valley, basically, with uh, with like fog billowing in, more or less. So I've been tr- thinking about that dream, and then we're here we're here at the Serpent Mound with this um, with a with a our, our friend who is a uh, a chief, and he suggested that in the dream that I mean, it may be a friend of mine that I think is a friend is you know the, the dog is man's best friend and he's, he's a, a friend of mine that I think is a friend is, is actually just pissing all over me pissing all over my bed <laughs> I'm going to put some thought into that who is it yeah who is it that's a good question I that is a good question a good crew of friends but yep and maybe that's not it but that's worth considering who's pissing who's pissing on my goddamn bed if anything, it's uh, suitable metaphorical subject matter for future lyric composition. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's for sure. That's gonna work. That's gonna worm its way in. <laughs> hey, Rory, are you gonna are you familiar with like baseball, like nineteen nineties baseball at all? V- very limited knowledge at best. I'm sure the listeners are very familiar. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone in the Czech Republic and beyond knows the 1990s rosters very well. Well, this is a, the reason I asked that question is it's a segue to a story that I would like Mark to tell. So there's a to, to preface the story. There's truly, well, I'll tell you, there's actually there's two parts of this story. So Mark McGuire, you know, is, is both the the name of my very good friend, and also the name of a very, very, like, just truly one of the best home run hitters of all time. And so one time, Mark and I were playing a show together, and this drunk kid, I mean, this kid must have been drinking all goddamn day. And Mark Mark comes in, kind of frenzied, just got there, and this kid stands up, and I know you can't see my hands, but he, he does like this beckoning forward kind of motion with his hands, and he says... The legendary home run hitter, Mark McGuire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Mark, you could just see like this peevish look on Mark's face. I'm sure he's got his entire goddamn life, you know, like oh, yeah. oh man. Actually, I'm gonna pass this story. I'm gonna pass this on to Mark because he has a really funny story about the legendary home run hitter, Mark McGuire. And his early life. So I'm going to pass this on to him if it's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Rory, this uh, takes me back to the year 1991. And uh, I was about four years old. And we had a neighbor who worked at the uh, baseball stadium downtown. So uh, he knew you know, my name and my father's name, Mark McGuire. So when Mark McGuire's team came to town, he said, hey, I should get an autograph for my neighbor. So he went and got an autograph uh, for his little four-year-old neighbor, um, Mark <laughs> McGuire. And I got a poster signed by him that said, Dear Mark, be good, have fun, signed, the real Mark McGuire. <laughs> and I'm this four-year-old kid like, wait a second, real Mark? I was like, what does that make me? Uh, like, okay, buddy. And ever since then, I've kind of had it out for the guy. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, he, he, was, he became very famous for being a home runner home run hitter but he was using steroids the whole time and he has the nerve to call me not real and say that he was real and so i've kind of carried that my whole life if i seem like i have a chip on my shoulder uh, 
that might be the only reason. <laughs> so I want to thank your listeners for allowing me to speak and have this time. Thank you, Rory. If anything, I, w- I would say the quote-unquote real Mark McGuire, as in the baseball player, the self-described Mark McGuire, might be just trying to overcompensate for something there. He, he didn't want any I, other I Mark Maguires to try and yeah. usurp his, you know, whatever Mark Maguireness. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd consider you, you the real Mark Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? Yeah, it is a good story. I think there's so many more tasteful ways he could have signed that poster, too. Like, especially if it's a four year old kid. I'm, I'm, I hope I have the chance one day to confront him about it. Like, you know what, man? You really, uh, you were not a very good role model. <laughs> no. You juiced, you juiced, and you insult, and you basically implied a four-year-old isn't real, and you're real only. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not a great guy. <laughs> As if there aren't any other Mark McGuire's around. I'd say there's more Mark McGuire's. There's definitely two notable Mark McGuire's. One is the legendary guitarist from Emeralds, Mark McGuire. And then one is the legendary slugger from the Oakland A's, Mark McGuire. <laughs> Those are the two most notable Mark McGuires. There's other ones out there, but I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say they're not real. <laughs> There's another one on Spotify right now. There's a oh, new Mark McGuire on Spotify. And you know what? I, I have a feeling he's not real, but I'm not going to be the one to tell him. I would never you know, have the nerve to do something like that. Let me go on record here. Let me go on check public radio and say the other Mark McGuire that is not the legendary guitar player for the Emerald isn't real. Nope. <laughs> he, he, you know, let, let me let me go ahead and say this. The only Zach Coons on Spotify is going to say there's only one Mark McGuire that deserves to be on Spotify, and he is the legendary guitar player from Emerald. <laughs> Even though he's not real. Even though the legendary home run hitter <laughs> Mark McGuire said that he's not real. <laughs> yeah, I guess the question is, who are you going to believe here? Who, who's the correct I mean, authority to, to kind of follow the lead with? <laughs> well, I don't. He- I don't hear. Uh, I don't hear Mark McGuire having anything. I don't hear M- Mark McGuire, the slugger, having anything to say in this conversation. Nope. I don't hear him piping up. Yeah. Never yeah, seen him. Cool. Never yeah, laid eyes on. Yeah, I don't know. I think I know oh, where my vote lies for this. All the juice he did. Oh. <laughs> so I hope that clears up any you know confusion that might have been you know floating around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, folks. You heard it here I'm first. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that we got a chance to. I know there's a lot of people out there in the Czech Republic wondering who is the real Mark McGuire. Now they've had their answer. Not the not the juicer, not the legendary home run hitter. In fa- and not the guy, the other guy that's on Spotify. There's only <laughs> one real Mark McGuire, and that is the the legendary guitar shredder. <laughs> yeah, from, from the Emerald. Except no substitutes. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got to clear all this up today, buddy. Yep, gets my vote. What are you guys going to do today? You going to start <laughs> some fires or something? That seems to be an, another uh, hot topic, if I may. You know what? Not only so, I started that fire earlier, and it took me for goddamn ever to get that thing going. But I finally, it is roaring hot in there. It's I mean, truly, it, yeah. it's roaring being hot in there. It's <laughs> very. It's like that time you made that fire when you were when we were both plastered in Slovenia, 
And I went upstairs to stay in that like place for like the where the seven dwarfs slept basically, but it was like a, a hobo version of that, you know, where we had to climb that big goddamn ladder. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I try, try to avoid generally, like, especially when I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And you stay downstairs, and you you were like, I'm building this fire, <laughs> and it took you a real long time, and you were so shit faced. And somehow you did. I remember like getting up in the middle of the night, having to piss, and you were down there just enjoying that fire. <laughs> it is very satisfying when you build one. It is, yeah. You feel like you really accomplished something. It's also satisfying when when you burn a lot of uh, documentation that isn't yours, and other people probably don't want you to burn. But uh, you know, when it gets really cold, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and that's right, burn valuable documents that's what i do when it gets cold <laughs> yeah and that's also what i do when it gets warm and that's also what it what it, i do when it's medium outside <laughs> i just am always burning valuable documents on a day like today what better activity is there <laughs> yeah but we're actually going to build an even bigger fire because we're going to we're going to be in a sweat lodge <clears throat> later so we got to build a we got to build a big fire to get the the stones really hot so oh, we're yeah. take the we're going to build a fire around the stones and bring them into this lodge area that we have and pour water on them so they get all steamy and, and, and really hot. So we mm. built that fire, and now we're going to build another fire here in, oh, maybe like an hour or two. So, yeah, we're going to – basically, now we're sitting in this piping on house because I got this fire roaring in here, and now we're going to sit in that roaring hot lodge here in about two hours and just roast like a couple of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well get used to it. <laughs> yeah, when you add hotter all the time out here. <laughs> yep. All right, fellas. Well, I think maybe it's time to cap it off, and especially as the the old connection seems to be getting a little crackly on top of that. So, I'm glad we uh, managed to uh, the heat. Yeah, get get some pretty important issues sorted out here. We know who the real Mark McGuire is, and. Uh, once everything goes back to normal, I, I look forward to seeing both you guys in, in Columbus again. It's it's a, a high priority item on my list to uh, return and party down in in that fair city with you guys. So, um, <laughs> can't wait to have you, bye buddy. Yeah, whenever whenever the hell things go back to a point when travel is possible uh, within yeah. a, a reasonable amount of of time and and you know what have you, so. We'll uh, we'll talk more about that later. But anyhow, uh, I wish you fellers the best in your sweat lodge endeavors, and uh, be seeing you. I'll be seeing you, my buddy. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Zach Coons and Mark McGuire. We'll move on to a topic I'm sure both of those fellers would appreciate for our next set, and that is the promised laughing and crying vocalists. So we'll start off with the undisputed kings of laughing and crying on recordings, Jackie and the Starlights, with a song titled, most appropriately, They Laughed at Me. I 
Na 
všechno musí sebe sana. Jackie and the Starlights as 
started the set. I had him close out the set because, again, nobody does laughing and crying better than Jackie and the Starlights. At least in the context of a song. Maybe some people do it better, uh, you know, as a, as a dramatic thing or as a personal breakdown kind of scenario. But, yeah, we'll leave it at that. As was the theme of the song, Laughing and Crying by the vocalist. Uh, so that actually marks the first occasion I've played the same song twice so far, which maybe isn't so much of an achievement since this is only show number four. Uh, but yeah, I played that one. I think the first time I, I did this show, something like that. Uh, so that was put out in 1960 through the Fury label as part of a single, uh, before Jackie and the Starlights, it was Yvonne Prinasolova with Lyrica the Strednich Czech. Uh, that was also from a single that came out in 1965 through Supperphone. And as I said last week when I played that, nah, why don't I say it fucking right? Or I guess Jack Rebney said that for me. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of another guilty thing. I, I played that last week, but it just fit in too well to the whole thing for this week. That What's the harm in playing it again, I guess? Um, so, yeah, before that, Tar Heel Slim and Little Ann with It's Too Late, taken from a single through Fire Records in 1959. Then there was Crawling Chaos, Trouty Hobbin, Comrade Dolphin, from their album Wack Has that they put out through their own Fetus Products label in 1985. Before Crawling Chaos, Ada Ray, I No Longer Believe in Miracles from a single released by Zelds Records in 1962. Then there was Nolan Strong and the Diablos, I Want to Know. Again, from a single, this one appearing by means of Fortune in 1959. And to start off our crying and laughing vocalist set, it was Jackie and the Starlights, They Laughed at Me from 1962, a single that came out through Fire and Fury. Coincidentally, one of the songs that I played, it was the one by Tarheel Slim and Little Anne, was called It's Too Late. This next one is in Hungarian, but apparently the title translates to It's Too Late, if uh, Google Translate is to be believed. The actual name of the song is Keshu Mar, and it's performed by Sarolta Zalatne. It's part of an album known as Almoj or Almodi Velem. I don't know. My, my Hungarian is certainly not up to snuff. It came out by means of Pepita, the state-run label in 1972. Nem kérem, 
többé nem érzem. Már emlékéktek, tó a régi képek, késő már.
Each and every time I see you written Each and every way that you are formed It's like your signature before me Every way, each way you'll scroll From the preparatory shutter The fountain pen deposits Some ink upon the blotter Then the letters fall out from it Each and every time Every time and each As if still in your prime Like a giant ship of knowledge that's been beached Each and every time I see you written Each and every way that you are formed Like your signature before me Every way, each way you'll scroll Take down the thunder from the sky From your one eye each man is honest Make your redundant stone age cry You're not allowed to each his own nest Each and every time Your eyes still Every time you peached Another giant library that has been raised Each and every time I see you written Each and every way that you are formed It's like your signature before me Every way, each way you'll scroll It's a sick, sick, sick world. And it's waiting for you.
ever gonna be And yet sometimes in my dreams I hear Sinatra, Sundown, Sundown. It really doesn't get much better than that. That comes from Nancy and Lee, put out by Reprise Records in 1968. Also heard before that, Youth from Belgium. The song was Domesticated. That came from something they put out last year, uh, known as If Witches Were Horses homicidal beggars could ride and that was released by the stad scanner stad skanker label uh then there was people here life to lists was the song that was on uh the repeat outlast the earth that was self-released in 2017 um, then what did we hear? Aside from me screwing around with the acronym. Gid Tanner and his skillet liquors with Riley Puckett. You gotta quit kicking my dog around. Uh, because we do not support animal abuse in any shape or form at Aw Man Radio. Uh, so yeah, that was taken from a 78 RPM single I guess you could call it even though people didn't really call them singles then and that was uh, yeah out in 1926 by means of Columbia Records then there was Mick Harvey to each his own a 
very satisfying and well-composed song from an album that's one of my favorites, Sketches from the Book of the Dead, which Mute Records released in 2011. It was an absolute pleasure to see Mick play as part of the Pop Pop Crimes tribute to Roland S. Howard in London last month. Uh, I think he had a pretty big hand in the organization of the thing, as it wouldn't really surprise me, you know, in his history and, and passion for just making sure everything can be as good as it can be musically and uh, from a logistical standpoint. But uh, my my favorite part of the whole set was watching Mick play drums for Roland's solo record uh, renditions that were, I guess, the latter half of the evening. He played uh, drums on all the stuff that Roland would have put out for Pop Crimes and Teenage Snuff Film that uh, the whole crew there played. And yeah, it's it's something else to see Mick on drums, as anybody else who's seen him would attest to. Before Mick Harvey, it was Sprada Lippen with Vormir. Comes from Schlieffen that was put out in 2018 by the Latins label. And to start... Saralta Zalatne Keshumar, released in 1972 by Hungary's Papita label as part of an LP. And again, the uh, the translation of the title meaning It's Too Late, which is uh, a real heartbreaker. I don't know what the lyrics actually say, but thinking of the tone of the song and the name of it, that, that's enough to tug on my heartstrings for sure. So yeah, I guess uh, big thanks to everybody who listened this week. This marks the the one month one month anniversary of uh, this whole radio internet thing I'm doing. And uh, yeah, in tradition, I guess I'll keep it going a little bit later than the promised two hours. I'm gonna play a song by the fall to close things out called Rod or R O D as it's known. And uh, that came out through, uh, or was part of Ben Sinister, the release that appeared in 1986. This uh, whole thing I just did over the last two hours will be available as a downloadable MP3 at the website, which you've probably already located since you're listening at this point. Uh, I'll be back again next week, and uh, yeah, we'll... Leave it at that. That's all there is. There ain't no more.
Just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.